0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Davis, author of First Time Leader and founder of Overtime Leader, where we're on a mission to enable managers everywhere to level up their leadership. We're doing this through a combination of content, sharing, and community building. And if you haven't already, make sure you sign up to our weekly newsletter. You can see more about that at OvertimeLeader.com. On today's episode, I am thrilled to announce that we are sitting down with George Fashing. George is a lifelong learner and a coach, working to make positive differences for society and individuals. Tracking a conventional product management path from 1999 to about 2010, George enjoyed the experience of the cultural nuances of team collaboration around the globe while struggling with the confines of traditional IT project delivery. Since 2010, George has been on a new route on his journey, deeply exploring how people work and work together. As an agile coach, George helps teams unlock their team's genius. As a guide for organizational growth, George helps organizations evolve. And as an executive coach, George helps leaders and leadership teams embrace their potential. George's current learning focus is on neurodiversity. Now, it was a fascinating time sitting down with George. I met George briefly when we crossed paths at us two. He was famous for basically getting shit in order, excellent timekeeping, and a strat- strategizer when it came to taking off post-its in the right way. He's even made a YouTube video about it. I will link that in the newsletter that will go out with this podcast. Um, and he was an all-around fantastic guy and was just so thrilled to have him on the show and to be able to sit down with George and talk about his approach to team dynamics and how he helps... Um, teams managers leaders to really unlock that full potential and i think it's really appropriate for managers today because you know when i teach or i work with clients around leadership development of course it starts with you and you've got to work on yourself but then the next layer is how do you get your team to come together and really as george puts it unlock that potential and that's around both understanding your team members from an individual level And then also as a collective and getting people to work together and what I've noticed very much working in digital product businesses is that you create these cross-functional teams and the old school mentality is we'll just put everyone in a room together and hope that it works out for the best they've got a clear outcome why it doesn't take a genius to kind of put that together and deliver and I think for most of us we know that's often not what happens when you remove the psychological or emotional element out of planning, and you don't put time and weight to helping people understand the impact of team dynamics and quote unquote, humanness of the process, you can lead to unnecessary conflict, frustration, um, and also just quite emotional. Uh, George makes references to the five stages of team formation, Uh, I use this a lot in workshops, and a good stepping stone is just for people to be aware of those five stages, because every single team, as George states in this podcast, will go through that at some point, whether they're they've just been brought together or they've been working together for a long time. Um, so for me, team dynamics starts very much with just being aware that it's go- it might be a little bit messy. Actually, it is going to be messy. We. We have all different motivations, we have all different interests, and we come at things in a different way. And I think if you don't allow space for people to kind of let the team know who they are, how they work, how they like to work, um, it can become quite unnecessarily uh, messy and, and, in the end, slow down delivery. Um, so I have an exciting announcement, um, or albeit George has an exciting announcement, which he shares uh, in this podcast. So listen up. He gives the full details at the end and uh, really excited. I think this is going to change the game for a lot of managers, especially those um, that might be struggling with team dynamics. So enjoy today's episode. I will chat to you soon. Hi, everyone. I'm here with George. George, thank you for being on the Overtime podcast.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Great. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, have this conversation. We're going to be focusing on team dynamics. Mm -hmm. Before we get into it, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of context as to how you got into this and what you're doing with your business?
1: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's been a long journey. I've um, been gravitating towards um, team dynamics uh, over my whole professional life, I would say um now I'm uh, working as a coach for leaders, uh, leadership teams, organizations to help them um, grow in the right way. And uh, Team Dynamics has become a passion of mine um, quite some time ago before I even uh, realized it. Um, because it was always fascinating for me to see um, how smart people uh, being just almost a genius on their own when they come together and start working together, uh, how much better things can be. Um, so for me, I, um, I'm i very focused on getting every team to move from now to wow and unlocking the um, team genius. So um, yeah, I think that's um, that's pretty much in a snapshot <laughs> where, where it's come from. Um, so what I do nowadays is uh, I still do a little bit of um, uh, contract work, but the same thing. So um, leadership development, executive coaching, leadership team coaching, um, helping leadership teams um, get better at what they do. In a contracting environment, but um, I'm uh, also offering leadership uh, um, team retreats Mm. to get them out of their um, uh, context. I know that's something that you're passionate about as well and uh, help them to. overcome whatever challenges that might face or if if they're already working well to get them to work even better together. Um, So I really believe in um, getting people out of the day-to-day context in order to improve their thinking and their collaboration. Um, Also doing training, so um, offering performance coaching training for leaders to help them um, update their um, their skills as managers Mm -hmm. and uh, and leaders. And uh, lately, I've been uh, focusing a lot of my energy on creating an online course uh, on uh, team dynamics uh, which is a an online version of an in-person course that I've developed a couple of years ago and ran several times. Uh, so I'm very excited about that one. Fantastic!
0: Yeah. And actually, I know we said we'd um, mention the surprise at the end, mm-hmm. but why don't we just do it now so everyone can be super excited as they continue to listen? All
1: right! All right! Cool! Yeah. So um, because the release of this podcast coincides with the launch um, uh, of The online course, I thought it uh, might be useful for listeners of the Overtime podcast um, to get uh, early access to to the course. And uh, I'd like to offer all the listeners um, a 50% discount if they um, join in uh, September, um, which is the launch month. So we'll still be ironing out a few um, teething issues. Um, but then in October, you'll still get twenty five percent. If you listen to this any time after that, you'll <laughs> still get ten percent.
0: Fantastic! And yes. thank you so much for that offer. I'm I'm personally excited to use it and to go through with it, and also to um, share it with lots of people because I know how much you know team dynamics um, plays a huge role in what you said now to well. Wow. I love mm-hmm. that. I haven't heard that before. Um, but yeah, often quite. Um, underutilized skill set when managers are promoted, even long-time managers don't always put a lot of effort into mm. um, creating the right environment, creating the right dynamics for their teams so that they do work better together. Mm. What do you think is the starting point for fostering that kind of great team ethos?
1: Now. Yeah literally (laughs) wherever you are if uh, if you haven't been actively working with team dynamics yet um, now is a great time to start Mm. right Um, there's um, ideally we can't uh, go back in time right but the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago (laughs) Um, but you know we are where we are so uh, whenever you uh, you can start to work actively with team dynamics is a great place to start and uh, I think uh, one of the Key skills that I also have in the online course is uh, around professional coaching skills used Mm -hmm. in a leadership context. And um, with that, the, the most foundational professional coaching skills is listening. Yes. And listening for understanding and not listening for the opportunity to respond. Yes. Yeah.
0: Very much. I think so, Jordan and I are both trained coaches and I know for me personally, Um, applying the coach approach into my my management, but also stakeholder management with colleagues, relationships of any kind. Um, (laughs) Coaching has served me very well because of that. Listening to understand, not going in with uh, answers immediately, um, not coming in with assumptions has been, I think, one of the biggest tools for managers just to start Mm -hmm. getting to understand their teams. Um, Too often we come in with bias or perceptions that, We'll, we'll find ways to reinforce them. Yeah. Um, so for managers, any tips on how they can kind of bring in that coach approach into their day-to-day roles immediately without having to do a coach training program?
1: Yeah, and I think um, this uh, listening skill is probably the easiest one to, to practice. Mm. And um, there, there is a little exercise um, that you usually get to do on, on a kind of... Um, a taster coaching course uh, which is very simply you find uh, a partner you want to try this uh, out with and you just um, spend two minutes one after the other and one person is the talker and the other person is the listener and um, as you listen you listen and that's all you do yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you um, turn around and just compare notes and well how did it feel to um, uh, when when you were talking how did it feel to be able to talk Knowing that you wouldn't be interrupted, mm. for instance, mm. right um, so that that's a very basic thing to um, tr- bring awareness more awareness to um, how nice it can be to just listen <laughs> yeah. yeah and how nice it can be to um, talk without interruption right and uh, that's that's a very um, easy exercise to get started with uh, active listening and bring a little bit of this uh, coaching ethos into leadership
0: yeah, and, and I guess also something that's so easy to do you can do it with your teams without. Yeah any barriers really yeah, it's a good, good practice yeah. for anybody um I'm so one thing i'm curious to to talk about is google came out um a while ago with kind of needs for uh, great performing high performing teams mm. and one of the things that they talked about was the concept of psychological safety yeah. and my i have interpreted that as creating a space where people feel um, safe enough to mm. share how they feel, what they're, what they think. Um, and often team dynamics fail because there's so much being held back. Yeah. How do you, how can managers create that safe space for their teams?
1: Mm. Yeah. So that's, um, that, that was a great initiative and I'm grateful that they um, shared this and put so much uh, effort into it. Um, what they're basing it on is uh, actually the work of uh, Amy Edmondson. Um, she, uh, invested her lifetime research into the concept of psychological safety and, um, If you haven't come across this uh, great study, I'm uh, trying to remember the name, Project uh, Aristotle, Mm. I think uh, that might have been the the, the title, um, is uh, centered around the fact that uh, if if people perceive um, to be threatened, then uh, they're not going to be able to open up and they're not going to be able to bring their full self to work and they're not going to be able to tap into uh, their entire potential, right? So uh, as we work with um, teams and as leaders work with teams, it's really important to benefit from everyone's full potential. Otherwise, Team Genius will be completely uh, diminished and not realized. So um, the, the the fostering of an environment where people feel um, safe, that is exactly something where Team Dynamics comes into play. And um, there are the... Um, traditional team development stages um, that uh, Bruce Tuckman has been dedicating his lifetime uh, to and that are quite well known, right, as um, uh, forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning or reforming. And um, those developmental stages, they always exist, whether we actually um, accelerate it, if they have a leader or not. When a team comes together, they naturally go through that. Yeah. And it is in uh, the beginning stage, in the, in the forming stage, where everyone's very excited. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of energy around it. And um, the, the lack of psychological safety doesn't play such a big role uh, mm. yet. Mm. But it is when they are coming out of that and sort of the honeymoon period of the team is over, if you will. Yeah. And they're entering the storming developmental stage. That's where it's really critical um, to actually help the team um, realize that, first of all, there are going to be differences of opinion. There are going to be different viewpoints. Um, people are going to disagree on things. And actually, we can harness that and work with that constructive conflict to create a better outcome for all of them. Um, so for a leader, I think it's important to, from the very beginning, um, ensure that um, team members are aware, first of all, that this is happening. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's normal, yeah, right? Exactly. So normalizing is, yeah. a, is a good principle. And uh, to then use different uh, leadership techniques to help the um, team accelerate through these uh, stages more more quickly. And uh, the development of psychological safety um, comes down to the fact that people um, uh, develop trust with the other team members and uh, trust needs to be uh, fostered from the get-go. Um, but how to do that is a little bit too much for <laughs> covering in the podcast, but uh, I think there's an online course around the subject uh, yeah, at some point, maybe. Yeah, some like like special deal in September? <laughs> you guys
0: should check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want to give it all away. Um so on the concept of uh, building trust, we won't, mm. that's a huge, that could be its own podcast. Maybe yeah. it will be. Um, and however, what I've picked up is when we get into the conversation about team dynamics, some people become quite uncomfortable with the concept of feelings mm. and bringing the, the notion of bringing your whole self to work mm. um, and how, especially when you are a manager managing Uh, the team dynamics when people bring feelings it can be quite uncomfortable to know how to how much is too much how much is too little Mm -hmm. Um, how do I read the room Uh, what's your what's your you know, belief around you know bringing feelings to work and into your teams.
1: Yeah, so I think the um, the, the guidance that I like to offer is usually um, to acknowledge the fact that we are human beings and we don't stop being human beings when we go to work, right? Yeah. Um, in uh, the old days of Tayloristic management, um, uh, workers were seen as workers, right? They had to perform a task, not accept, uh, not acknowledged really as real. Human beings—they yes. are just workers. Um, a lot of time has passed, right? Um, so we are now in the information age, and we have learned a lot since then. So we um, we are in an environment where we acknowledge that um, emotions are natural, but it doesn't mean that we need to be emotional. Mm. Right, So I think that's where I draw the line because that's where then um, self-awareness and self-management comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important to actually tap into emotions at work because they um, they provide additional data for us. right? So our brain is very good at offering thoughts to us that uh, we can um, review and see how helpful and empowering they are um, or not, and if not, what do we do about it? And then our body also offers us emotions mm. uh, as additional data. right? It's slower usually than thoughts. Thoughts yes. come up yeah you know within fractions of a second emotions take a bit uh, more time usually to develop but it's it's slow data as i sometimes like to refer to it right (laughs) and uh, um, as it is with all data data on its own is uh, not really actionable right we want to analyze the data work out what information it uh, beholds and then turn it into insight right Um, so that might sound somewhat analytical um, but um, i think The analytical viewpoint might uh, help um, some people approach emotion uh, in a practical, useful manner in the workplace.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know um, I was introduced to the feelings at work at US Two for Mm -hmm. that was my first experience. And George and I met through the work at US Two, Um, and for me it was through the Mm check-ins. Right. And I remember I can't remember who explained it to me, but they explained it as we all have feelings; we're all human. Um when we start a meeting, we may have had a, a bad night's sleep, we may have had a great night's sleep, but all of these emotions that we're feeling will play into how good or bad this meeting will go. Mm. And if you um, you know, maybe you are holding on to some resentment that might be personal, it might have happened at home, yep. but you bring that into the meeting and people don't know that, we often take things very personally and that can derail a yep. whole initiative just because someone had a fight with their partner the night before. Yep. So I think it is key, but it is that balance of, you know, you said it really well, but balancing how, how much you really need to bring to uh, to, the, to the workplace, um, but also with self-awareness because, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you have reactions and you're like, why am I feeling that <laughs> way? Um, and really checking in on yourself. Do you have uh, tips, so to speak? I always say that self-awareness is a very personal journey, but yeah. what do you recommend as tools um, or resources to build your own self-awareness as a leader?
1: Mm. Um, so, one is um, actually an internal countdown, um, so as you 're feeling a certain emotion building up in yourself mm-hmm. um, to just um, take a moment, take a breath, count down from ten, and then see what that emotion might offer you as uh, as wisdom mm. right? uh, rather than uh, simply reacting based on that emotion right? yeah. that's that's sort of the key and um, I think a really good um, good tool to um, help a bit more with that because, as you said, it is a journey. It uh, takes a little bit of time to develop that and uh, some people might be further along than others. Um, But what I've found a useful tool is actually the Headspace app yeah. Because yeah, this whole concept of mindfulness comes in here as well. It's basically a you know, development of self awareness and um, trying to uh, be aware of the fact that uh, you know, our brain is just doing our job, it's offering thoughts all day. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we are our thoughts, no. <laughs> right? Doesn't mean we need to act on all our thoughts. And similar with emotions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Headspace, I think, is a, is a great starting point for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think to build on that, I read. Somewhere I'll look into it after and, and put in the podcast notes. This book put this really well. If you could put your thoughts into a human being mm-hmm. and they were sitting across from you at a table, <laughs> would you listen to anything that that human said? No, because yep. you know one moment you're really angry at someone, they do something nice and they're the best person in the world. they it, our mind flips and flops, and we have to be very mindful mm-hmm. to make sure that we don't react or immediately act upon yeah. some of our feelings because. It's good to think it through sometimes. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so George and I were talking earlier about um, kind of how the organizations are changing and management structures are changing with it. We're having seen more and more uh, cross-functional teams led by product owners, product leaders, um, whatever label you want to put on it. The commonality is that they don't, they aren't managers in the way that they don't have the carrot and stick kind of incentives that we've used. To this day to build our organizational structure Mm. how do you get how do you as a leader how do you get um, how do you start galvanizing the team uh, incentivizing them motivating them without that old school reliable approach
1: yeah Um, so so i think a great uh, starting point is the body of work by daniel pink Um, he wrote a great book called drive And uh, he explains um, exactly this transition where we go from from, um, old um, sort of remuneration-based motivation, which is really extrinsic motivation, right? Uh, How much money do you make and uh, what's your your title and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth, um, over to intrinsic motivation where he has these three pointers of autonomy, mastery and purpose. Mm. And that's, of course, what uh, we also bring in in the development of a team, in the very beginning, um, the team needs to be really clear on what their purpose is, right? So once you have a shared sense of purpose that everyone can connect with, um, that's a great starting point. I always like to then um, encourage them to go a step beyond that and actually say, well, as an individual and now a member of this team, what is their individual professional um, sense of purpose? And how does that connect yes. to the purpose of the team? Yes. Right? Because um, I, I think that... Um, I don't know where um where it came from I wouldn't dare to um to assume this mentioning of um the team's purpose that that is enough for every team member to connect with it yeah. um is good on the surface, but I feel it's not really going deep enough. Yeah. Um, so actually actively encouraging the team members to do this, um, this check-in with themselves and say, hey, you as a team member, um, what is your professional purpose? How does that connect to the team's purpose? Exactly. How are you adding value to the team? And therefore, how are you part of this greater, um, of this greater being, if you will? Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so Dave uh, Pink's work, Autonomy Mastery Purpose, um, is a really good, uh, good point
0: and I guess that's why project kickoffs are so important yes. to get all this stuff out on the table. Yeah. Um, what what the purpose is of the project and mm-hmm. also what, you know, individual motivations are behind it because we yeah. can't deny that we are all out for something. Yeah. Um, whether it's personal growth, renew, financial remuneration, we we're all motivated by different things. Um, but yeah, I think it is really important for teams to Recognize, you know, I'd like to grow in this way and here's how I see this project helping me do that, mm-hmm. putting that out on the table so that teams, you know, can also support that yep. goal. But if we don't share it, nothing will change.
1: Exactly, yeah. And the, um, the so actually, in the in-person version of the team dynamics course and even in the online version, about 25% is actually dedicated to um, helping teams have really, really great um, kick-off uh, phases. Yeah. And, um, some people think that they should only be done at the beginning. Um, I actually think that uh, you know, uh, every product has a life cycle and uh, the, the product needs different things from the team over the course of the life cycle. Mm-hmm. So I actually uh, like to acknowledge that um, uh, maturity, step-by-step uh, maturity of the product um, over the course of the life cycle with a celebration, but also with an opportunity to do more of these kick-off-type activities. Yeah.
0: Well, and I guess if you layer a project life cycle and a team life cycle, they go through ebbs and flows. And Mm. it's important that you're aware of both of those things and checking in. And, you know, when maybe you're in a storming phase, Mm -hmm. um, it might be good to reflect and kind of take a check-in moment. Uh, So for managers that are keen to, you know, start working on some team dynamic exercise, may not have budget, may not have ability to get off-site, what are some things that they can do, you know,
1: tomorrow Mm. with their teams? So, a quick exercise that um, will be usually quite revealing is to do a simple check-in with the whole team Mm. and say, um, all right, um, I'm going to give you two differently colored post-it notes. On one, let's say, the orange one, write down on a scale of 0 to 10 how well do you think the team is currently working together? Hmm. 10, of course, being awesome team, zero being, mm, <laughs> we have a lot of work to do. Individuals zero, <laughs> <our own>. Yes. <laughs> and uh, second post-it, the green one say, um, put down, based on what we need to accomplish together, on a scale of zero to 10, how well should we work together? Mm. Right. And then have the team do the numbers. And then uh, whatever the sum is, have the team explore. Okay, first of all, is there a gap? Yeah. Usually there is one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so statistically uh, speaking, the status quo number is around 5.8, and that's for leadership teams. And the um, the goal number is uh, 8.7, if wow. memory serves. Okay. Right. So expect the gap. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the team to work out. Uh, okay. So now that they've realized that, uh, let's assume there is a gap. That there is a gap. Yeah. What would you like to do about it? Yeah, great. Because right. the team can easily say, well, actually, um, we are a project team. We know that we finish in four weeks. Is it worth investing time to do that? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Right. right. Product team, usually we want to have long-lived teams, right? Yeah. So if, uh, if, if those are their numbers, then they will probably decide, okay, maybe we should invest some time improving our team dynamics. Oh, that's right. fascinating. This way the team is part of the process and they realize... And uh, then they make the decision whether they want to take this forward or not.
0: Right. And then they can kind of, I guess, action, like brainstorm what actions they feel they need.
1: Yeah. So they, in the light version, they can uh, then start to work this out. Uh, so this particular check-in um, I learned in uh, Marshall Goldsmiths. They call it centered coaching. Um, uh, some, many of the listeners will probably be familiar with Marshall Goldsmith, um, like, the top one executive uh, coach who worked with over 120, 130 of the world's largest organizations, uh, CEOs and leadership teams. And um, yeah, he came up with this concept of team building without wasting time. <laughs> and uh, this is the kickoff exercise for that. Yeah.
0: Great. That's, yeah, that's so super helpful, even for me, because there's so many exercises to do. Mm. And it's good to kind of well, always find new ones. But keep yourself on your toes, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, with the goal of getting teams to say what's not being said, mm. often done via a post-it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so quickly, uh, we'll, we'll to close up, um, how important is timekeeping?
1: <laughs> um, so I have an absolute adoration and fascination with punctuality yes. um, I have a reputation for it yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is way, maybe why you asked the question yeah. <laughs> And um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a demonstration of respect yeah. so, so for me, I think time is the most valuable thing that we all um, have And in reality, everyone has the same 1,440 minutes every single day and it's up to us to decide what we do with that time. So if I agree to meet with someone, um, then I am there on time because I value that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we met today, you were on time as well. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I hadn't Thank acknowledged you. that before. <laughs> I'm very yes. similar in approach. Um,
0: but yeah, I think it's important, You know, when, as we're both facilitators, um, when running any kind of workshop or meeting is to be very mindful of time, um, because that will help build your credibility as the mm-hmm. owner, whether you're a manager or a facilitator. Um, and I think often people shy away from being quite strict with timekeeping, um, but it's it, it's super important. So mm. can't stress that enough. It's <laughs> great to have someone else that feels the same. Um, so any final thoughts that you'd like to leave the listeners with um, in relation to team dynamics?
1: Uh, just an encouragement to um start playing with it, start working with it. Um, it might feel uncomfortable in the beginning, um, but, you know, as the old saying goes, life starts at the edge of our comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if it feels too uncomfortable, rather than stepping into it, maybe you just lean into it yeah, a little bit. Just go for it. Just um, try something out, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that we spoke about um, in, in this um, chat just now, um, they are really safe things to try. And a lot of them actually involve buying from the people you're trying it with. So um, it's a great place to start.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, George, for all your wonderful input and insight onto Team Dynamics. My pleasure. Thank you. Hope to have you on again sometime.
1: Yeah. Um, We need to still uh, close off the loop on the offer for the listeners which is um, when you go to uh, Team Genius Academy one word, .com, TeamGeniusAcademy.com. Uh, that's where you'll find the course listed. And um, the coupon code for the discount is uh, Overtime, just like the name of the podcast. Fantastic.
0: Okay, great. And I'll make sure to put that in the newsletter so mm-hmm. if anyone didn't catch that. Um, but thank you so much for that offer. I'm, I'm sure it will be a huge value to the listeners and uh, selfishly a great value to me as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. So hope you enjoyed our conversation with George. I certainly did, as I do with all my podcast guests. Um, I loved talking about team dynamics as I think it's such a core part of the manager's journey. And what I really wanted to get across to you guys today was really how easy it is to start that. Um, Again, first thing is being aware of it and being aware of your responsibility and ability to have impact. Uh, Two, just how easy having impact can be um, by starting with, for example, a simple check-in exercise um, and how you don't need to be a complete expert on the subject. You don't need to have a lot of resources. You don't need to go out off-site. You don't need, you know, half a day meeting. You can start to integrate um, little exercises or tweaks that will start to help build those team dynamics um, in your next meeting. And I think, you know, things to be mindful of when you're doing this for the first time. Not everyone will be comfortable um, bringing their whole self to work, so to speak, uh, in the first instance. Not everyone will be comfortable opening up and being what they might consider highly emotional. Uh, For some people, you know, work is work and me outside of work stays outside of work. And that's okay. You can't fault them or criticize them for that mentality. Um, But you also don't want to force them to come to the table when they're not ready. Um, So if someone does a check-in and it's really kind of high level or they're obviously not digging deep, that's fine. I think when we talked about psychological safety in this instance, that's also very much linked to trust. And what I've seen is it takes time for teams to build that trust Even if they've been working a long time together, if they haven't had any emphasis on team dynamics, um, it could be that they don't feel safe uh, sharing an emotional side of them uh, with their team. They don't know their team in that way. They're not sure what their team's going to do with that information. Um, They're not comfortable feeling vulnerable. So keep that in mind and make sure that you just work on creating that safe space and eventually people do start to open up when they realize that, you know, this is a good place, good intentions, and whatever information they give is not going to be abused or manipulated in, a, in the wrong way. Um, but for me, I think what's important is just to try something, give it a go. Um, you know, there's tons of resources on this, and I think I will have George on again, and we can talk a bit more about trust and how you can build that, uh, especially if it's lost. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, make sure you sign up to the newsletter uh, which is where we send um, out our podcasts. We also send out weekly articles, um, and we link to relevant content um, that is in line with the subject that we're covering. So go to Com, and you can go subscribe, and that will take you to the newsletter link. I want to thank George again for not only being a guest, but for offering... Uh, all of us that wonderful um, promotion with his new tool I'm super excited to try it Uh, you can always learn in this arena but I think it will be so practical for a lot of managers out there so thank you George and thank you guys for listening until next time